Welcome to the Oh My God, You What podcast. Listen, none of us chose to be born. When, why, to whom, even, what gender, yet here we are. If you silently wondered or verbally asked, cried out and screamed, Oh my God, how in the world? Or Oh my God, why in the world? Or Oh my God, who in the world? Oh my God, what in the world? This podcast was created with you in mind. Episodes will include my own personal soap journals to help inspire in you a new look at the Bible using an acrostic called soap. Take an eight-week soap Bible journey, give it an honest and committed try, and see if your oh my God questions don't get the oh my God answers you deserve. Hi, last week's homework was to soap Romans chapter 7 verses 18 to 20. That was Romans 7 verses 18 to 20. I chose to soap Romans 7:18 and it reads, "Yes, I know that nothing good lives in me." I mean, nothing good lives in the part of me that is not spiritual. I want to do what is good, but I don't do it. I don't do the good that I want to do. I do that evil that I don't want to do. So if I do what I don't want to do, then I am not really the one doing it. It is the sin living in me that does it. That is Romans 7. 18 to verse 20 and I just read the easy to read version so my observation is Paul is one of the most faithful and outspoken apostles of the first century church who writes this about himself in another place it is written about Paul that God did extraordinary miracles through Paul so that even the handkerchiefs and aprons that had touched him were taken to the sick and their illnesses were cured and the evil spirits left them. This man had a personal born-again encounter with Jesus, but is now very transparent about his humanity. He's not specific as to the evil he speaks about doing, but I don't think that matters. For Paul, as a man and an apostle, For the gospel of Christ to the Gentiles, the struggle is very real. The A in soap is my application. Now God in no way is using me like he used Paul. But I do ask and pray that God does use me where I am. In this season in my life, he has me playing tennis. Again, not how he used Paul, but no matter where He calls and equips us, I've found that the struggles are still very real. One year, the tennis team made it to the state championship. This was to be my very first trip to the state championship. Not the last, praise God. To prepare, we got together to practice for the event. From the time I started playing tennis competitively, I'd pray for opportunities to be able to share my Jesus testimony with others and build and then use tennis to build my character. From the jump, 
I know God had planned me playing tennis for one reason, to inspire new prayers in others through my testimony. These were my friends, and they had all by now had heard my testimony and how Jesus had saved me from drugs and death and so much more. This practice day, my partner showed up in a funk. She confesses, Juliet, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be much of a partner today. I can't shake this funk. I don't know what's going on with me, but I just don't feel like being here. I said, Sophie, don't worry about it. We're going to have a good practice today. You're my girl, you're my partner, and we're just going to have fun. From that point on, I made it my mission to encourage and help my partner shake off the funk. We lost the first set, and she became, she became more discouraged, and I got more chippier and encouraging. I am the Jesus chick on the tennis court, right? So in our second set, it got better, and Sophie started to rise and shine from the slump and actually play. We started to actually have fun. Sophie hit this great shot to win our point, and I cheered, grunting, you know, and just really loud and was fist bumping, roaring like a raging football fan on an actual tennis court. My friends on the opposite side of the court didn't appreciate my cheering and my grunting and had something to say about it but they just wouldn't say it in my face. They would mimic things and say remarks under their breath every time we want a point. We continued to play, and Sophie and I were now finding our groove back into real tennis. The more we won, the less friendlier the other side got, and the more remarks came across the net. And then they began to make really shrewd remarks and ugly faces well at this point I am just focused on Sophie and winning our game and then at one point as I got up to win my shot I took the shot and it went into the net and the other my friend across the net laughed at me I didn't know what was going on except in the very heat of the moment when she laughed at me I took that racket and I swung it and I threw it with the intention to hit her but thank God there is a net between us because instead of hitting her the Lord had caused it to just hit the tip of the net and block it oh my god Juliet what is wrong with you? I thought you could have like really hurt her in that moment, in the heat of the moment. As soon as the racket left my hand and was flying across the court, I immediately went into regret mode. Yet my friend across the net from me had already turned around and she didn't even see me throwing it at her. She didn't realize what was going on, but I knew the intentions I had in my heart, and they were ugly. It was like I thought Jesus had killed that old chick inside me. 
I thought I was no longer that old angry fighter the, that rose up in the heat of the moment. And in that very second, I realized that I needed Christ more than anything, that he was using tennis to refine me. It was just tennis. It wasn't a real life threatening situation where my life was in danger and I had to defend myself. This was just tennis. And I was so embarrassed and humbled before the Lord. Oh my God, like I'm the Jesus chick on the tennis court. What in the world? Oh, the pee and soap is my prayer. And at this point, all I can do is just, God, I thank you that you kept my racket from hitting her. Oh my God, like I thank you that you are always growing me, that you are always drawing me, that even though I may come out of this old sinful nature that is not spiritual, but that you are refining me through my experiences, my emotions, that you are refining me with soap, through soap and your word. I thank you that you don't leave me alone. I need you to not leave me alone. I need you to not lead me to my own understanding. Father, I thank you for Jesus. I thank you, Jesus, for laying your life down because you knew that I would need you and I desperately need you. In every situation of my life, I thank you that you are always refining me, making me stronger, growing me from faith to faith and glory to glory for your name's sake. In Jesus Christ, I believe and stand. <sighs> Amen. This concludes another episode of Oh My God, You What? podcast with Minister Juliet. Whether you were born in the American Christian culture or of any religious culture, these don't protect us from abuse or abusing others. Drugs, authority, having suicidal tendencies, all triggered by an identity crisis. But soap allows you to go and take your issues from your lips to God's ears. I soap the journaling method using the Bible because it does exactly that. If you want to learn more about soap, connect with me at ss2012elect at gmail. Send your questions, your comments, or your gripes, and let's connect. Life is too short not to soap the world's junk out. God bless. Thank you.